0: Hey out there to all people, and narcissistic mayors, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that waters down his lemonade, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Brandon, I'm doing
1: pretty great. Thank you so much for asking me. Oh, no problem. Man, remember, remember that one time we went to the fair and I drank lemonade and then I vomited it off of the Ferris wheel? I blame yes, the lemonade. Still I to do. This I fucking I think day. of that
0: <laughs> every
1: week. <laughs> I blame that fucking lemonade. Honestly, <laughs> it wasn't the fact that we went on the yeah. Ferris wheel like thirteen times drink in a row. Lemonade it was on a hot day. To hell. <laughs> Fuck lemonade. I haven't liked it since. <laughs> oh wow! I know it's been like twenty years. Uh, anyway, I'm doing pretty good, Brandon. How about you? How about you?
0: Oh, bit of bit of a sad week for me,
1: Cortland. I know. Tell me more.
0: Well, my queen died.
1: I'm so sorry. The rest she of passed peace away, Elizabeth. Yeah. Um I've been waiting. I mean, hold on, I don't want to say it like I'm a monster. So I, I haven't been <laughs> I've been waiting for this date. No. No, I was I've been waiting to ask you, are you still gonna get the Queen's birthday off? Or do you have to get the King's birthday off?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's probably I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be the King's birthday, but probably on the same day. Because apparently it wasn't even celebrated on her actual birthday. They just like picked a day and they were like, That's oh. okay, okay, that's okay, the day okay. we celebrate the birthday. But, I will say, the Australian perspective, from what I've gathered, okay. talk to people here about how they feel about the Queen's death is... I like to, hold on, I like to imagine you have your
1: microphone and you're interviewing them. Continue. Yeah.
0: an American wants to know, what do you think about <laughs> Queen Elizabeth's death? And, yeah. like, pretty much to a person, the answer is, like, I just want to know if we're going to get a day off.
1: Ah, yeah. Okay, well... Are we going
0: to get a day off to grieve?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've, I
0: got Xbox games to play.
1: Like, not going to lie, I was... Gonna ask you if you get a day off for the grief or not. Like <laughs> I uh, still not don't to be know. disrespectful. Love the queen. She's awesome. But uh do you get a day off? Yeah, she's like British Betty White. And uh oh, no. they're both gone now. For the first time, we weren't talking about the person that passed away before they passed away. So like maybe our curse is broken, Brandon. Maybe. Maybe this is a new era for Up All yeah. Night. Yeah, a new a, a new era. Of Brandon Cortland.
0: I need <laughs> Yeah, where we just talk about old shows and not
1: kill people. Yeah, we're on the resurrecting trend, so maybe if we talk about her enough, she'll get a reboot. Like, are you afraid oh, of the Arctic Goosebumps? God, <laughs> please no. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen how that turns out. We're gonna begin the zombie apocalypse, Brandon. Let's go start with Queen Elizabeth. We would get. We would be the start of that, wouldn't we? Ah, oh, man. In my shape, I would die very quickly, not gonna lie. (laughs) Especially if it was running zombies, fuck that shit. Okay, whoever invented running zombies, stop it. You quit. Seriously. Why do they gotta run? I don't know, man. Running is like my nightmare in general, so like, add zombies to it? Fuck. Alright, I'm dead.
0: (laughs) And then you're just one of them.
1: <laughs> Except, fuck, and then I'd one have of, to run. You want who Has to run all the time. Fuck no, nope. I do not want to be a running zombie. No way. <laughs> I, I would revolt I would be the slow zombie. I'd be the faster dead. <laughs> I'd be very inefficient. I would be. I would be the zombie that's like, I'm hungry. As people run away from me, and I'm like, no, please. All the
0: fast <laughs> zombies would be passing you
1: like, oh, he's one of those Romero zombies. <laughs> I'd be cool with it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so. Anyway, where are we back on the rails yet? <laughs> where were we? <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, Cortland, we both watched Chillology.
1: Oh it's God. hard to say. Chilology. I, 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 I Look, I edited out the first episode where you fucked it up. I don't know if I'm going to do it
0: again. Damn it.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we watched Chillology. Ha-ha. Say it like, uh, like Lily from Harry's mm. Adventure. Yes, I draw inspiration from her every day. Part two, St- okay. Part two, strike three. Oh my god! Yeah, you're More? doomed. Okay, such a fucking mouthful. <laughs> so, so in just to capture, we watched Chillology Part Two, Strike Three. You're doomed. Rolls right off the tongue. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know right. when when we talked about that last episode. I was like, yeah, okay, yep. When I watched the episode, though, I was like, hmm, I think this should have been the name of the third one. I get why it wasn't, <laughs> but you can't add three into part two. Like, that's not how no. that's not how episodes, you can't do that.
0: <laughs> well, it's already chillology, so it's like it's trilogy. trilogy, three things,
1: part two, strike three. Oh, my God. It's just the it's episode immense. no kid could say. Like, mom oh. comes in, she's like, What you watching, kids? And they're like, We're watching Chillology Part 2 Strike Through You're Doomed. And she's like, All right, <laughs> fuck off, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, sure, okay, kids.
0: <laughs> what are you really watching? That can't be a real thing.
1: Uh, what they're really watching is a grown man eat food over and over Ooh, again. <laughs> because this episode this. <laughs> is just Carl eating hot dogs and pickles and peanuts <laughs> and gum and just everything anything this man can get his hands on in this episode he's eating it i love anything
0: it. that's not nailed down <laughs> he is
1: eating it's great so
0: Cortland, what did you think of this part part two as a whole
1: i didn't think it was quite as strong as part one and it's because it's kind of empty this episode is obviously about baseball like it was, <laughs> I, I there's no spoilers there but they constantly are like using sound to like mimic the fact that there's people watching a baseball game mm-hmm. and then they will blatantly look over at bleachers and there is literally nobody there and it just felt empty
0: yeah you're right uh the first part it this is like meant to be like a small town and the first part really felt like it had like colorful characters in this small town and you you didn't get to know them really a lot but you got to know them enough That, you know, it felt like a a tight-knit group of people.
1: Yeah.
0: And this episode, it's literally just like one person. It's pretty much just Carl and
1: Matthew, right?
0: Yeah. Which, you know, it 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 kind of has its own advantages in that, like, this is Carlsville. This is Carl's town. Yeah. So it makes sense that Carl's like everything. He's everything to this town and he's everyone to this town. Yeah, but I do miss I do miss all the other people.
1: I mean, I don't know why. I'm sure it's like you know they didn't have to pay actors or whatever. But like have Nikki in the stands and have you know the the lady with the baby and the, and the butcher and stuff. Like they could have been in the stands. Yeah. Like I'm sure in the next episode they're gonna be back. But I wonder why they West weren't. Bartlett's. I don't know. I'm assuming it's budgetary reasons, which is fine, whatever. R.L. Stein's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't need more money to back it. I know he didn't have anything to do. This with it.
0: episode doesn't have the amazingly good makeup effects yeah. that the first one did,
1: right?
0: But that's probably where all the budget went.
1: This one had a lot more special effects, which yeah, yeah. totally was where the budget went. All
0: right, all right. Well, maybe we should just talk about it from the beginning.
1: Let's, yeah, let's do it from well, the from, top from, of from part the two. Of it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So the episode begins with Matthew, who you'll remember from last episode. He's the baseball card guy. Mm -hmm. He's in his room, and he's in full baseball uniform, lacing up his shoes. Mom walks into the room and says, Time to go. Matthew says,
1: Whatever. Yeah, he seems very bummed. Yeah, you'd think he'd be stoked because he seems like a guy who likes baseball. Yeah, but then he quickly turns
0: it around. She says, I bet you're going to get to play today. And he goes, yeah, right. Okay. All right. So that's that's the deal. Like he he likes baseball, but he, he doesn't But get he to
1: can't play it. because he's garbage at it. Yeah. So that's uh
0: whenever be better. Mom leaves and he stands up to leave too. But then he turns around. In his room, taking up like half of the space in his room, is yeah. the mob town of Carlsville. He walks up to the very prominent baseball diamond in the town and uses his bat like a microphone, saying Matthew Erickson at the bat, bottom of the ninth, two on, two out. He steps to the plate, pitcher winds up, and it's a long fly ball. This one has a chance. It's going. It's going. It's gone. The Tigers won the championship. Yay. He starts celebrating when mom walks back in behind him. She's smiling and asks if he's coming, and they leave together. Okay. That baseball diamond really is like half of that Carlsville model town.
1: It is. It's really big, especially compared to like the buildings and stuff. Yeah. Um, the Carlstown model is just giant. Anyway, though, it takes up literally every square inch of his desk. You <laughs> can't do anything <laughs> yes. else on that desk except for play with Carlsville. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got to like do homework on top of Main Street. I mean, at least with the baseball diamond, like he could put his homework there to do it. I guess. <laughs> I don't
0: know. At the baseball game, we see Matthew on the bench, half-heartedly cheering for his team. It's the bottom of the ninth. Two on, two out, and the Tigers are down 4-1. to one. The Tigers coach sends out a boy, Evans, to take them home to victory. But when the coach of the other team sees this, he's like, what the hell? And he calls a timeout. Uh-huh. The two coaches come together, and the other coach says, Erickson hasn't played yet. The rules clearly state
1: all boys must get into one game each season.
0: And the Tigers coach is like, oh, fuck, come on.
1: I like how this other team is like, spied on them enough to know that Matthew hasn't played a single a single inning or anything yeah the
0: guys just got like a checklist assume that they
1: played other teams yeah <laughs> the Tigers
0: coach is like alright uh, you go Johnson and then the other coach is like alright Johnson went.
1: we'll check there yeah this guy's <laughs> involved him I love it like he's already in the lead <laughs> yeah the
0: other coach says this isn't just about winning It's our job to make sure they all get a chance to play. Uh, And the umpire chimes in saying, This
1: "This is the community (laughs) league. Let the kid play. Wazowski. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: That's what I have in my notes.
1: (laughs) This guy, this umpire's voice, uh, MVP of the episode. (laughs) Let the (laughs) kid (laughs) play. It's just so out of nowhere. (laughs) I love him. Love him. Yeah, he's great. The
0: Tigers coach yells, if I do that, we lose. And the umpire tells him, you don't, you forfeit the game. Play ball.
1: Perfection. Yes. He gets, this coach gets so mad at the fact that he has to put Matthew in. Yeah. You're not
0: going to win anyway, man. Just just let him have a chance. The Tigers coach tells Evans to sit on the bench and... Evans. Oh says.
1: But I'm the star. Now <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But I'm the star. <laughs> okay. Moi. Sit down.
0: <laughs> but I'm your MVP coach.
1: That <laughs> part made me laugh a lot. Probably the big the boast laughs I had in this episode. But I'm the star. Oh. Like, no, fuck off, kid. Get out of here. <laughs> so good. This kid thinks he's such hot shit. But he's the star. <laughs> It says so on my jersey. (laughs) Evans (laughs) Colon Star. This parse group of adults is only here for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The paparazzi (laughs) taking pictures of me. So the coach calls over Erickson and down the line all the boys are like What? Oh my god. And Matthew himself is pretty shocked too. The coach throws him his helmet and tells him, Do me a favor, close your eyes, maybe you'll get lucky.
1: What an asshole really is how about you be a better coach and teach this kid how to play baseball seriously god damn like help him out for real this is just like the basketball thing from uh be careful what you wish for like how about you just do your job and be supportive how about that no too hard too much too much work It's all about winning winning bro
0: any means yeah. necessary mm-hmm. dramatic snare drums are playing as matthew steps up to the mound The pitcher yells, hey, Erickson, this is a ball. The object of the game is to hit it. And the other players laugh. (laughs) So the pitcher winds up and throws a very slow ball. And Matthew doesn't even attempt to move his bat. And it's a strike. Everyone on his team is like, yeah, yeah, of course. And the pitcher throws again. And this time, Matthew looks determined, but still doesn't make any attempt to move. And it's strike two now. The coach says to his team, pack up your
1: gear. It's over. Asshole. Straight up asshole. He sucks. This is the last one anyway, so they'd have to pack up their gear if he hit it or not. But whatever. Yeah. He just he just wants to be an asshole. He wants to be a jerk.
0: So it's the last chance now. Matthew tightens his grip on the bat. The pitcher throws the ball in slow motion. Oh, so dramatic. It flies at Matt. And he actually swings. <gasps> He's going to hit it. But he totally misses the ball, and that's strike three. (laughs) Game over. Well, he's doomed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is a good title after all.
1: Yeah, the perfect title. Mm -hmm.
0: Surprisingly, though, the coach doesn't start punching Matthew, and he just says, (laughs) It's okay, boys. It's all right. Matthew's dad comes up to him and says, It's okay, Matt. If you had connected with the ball, it would have gone a mile. Matt tells him, Yeah, the key word is connect.
1: Oh, man. Did you ever have connects when you were a kid? (laughs) No, I didn't. I had some. They were radical. Are they? No, I didn't do it. I made like a giraffe thing. And by that, I mean, I had a long one with a circle one and then a smaller one. I was like, it's a giraffe snack. It was great. That sounds pretty radical to me. (laughs) It's about as far as I could get with Kinex.
0: Mom tells Matthew that he did great, but Matthew just wants to go home. As he walks away, the other boys on the team give him support, which I didn't expect.
1: Yeah, I was surprised by that.
0: Later, at dinner, it's uncomfortably quiet. Matthew is sitting there, still in his stinking baseball uniform, and his little brother Todd is playing with some mail-in sweepstakes.
1: Oh boy. Yep, we need to get the backstory of Todd, that he's an addict of some sort, (laughs) because all of these children kind of have a core problem with some sort of addiction.
0: Yeah, they all have a thing that can be exploited. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. is scratch-offs.
0: Mom tells Todd to stop playing with that junk mail, but he
1: says, it's not, Junk. Thousands of people enter these contests. Somebody's got to win. One day it'll be me. Sure. You know, no. people's hobbies are doing these sweepstakes. Remember that one time we won an Xbox 360 from Burger King? So, hey, I'm on Todd's side. <laughs> it can happen. It just probably won't. No. And then someday, Tevin Martinez. or <laughs> 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 Fucking Tevin. <laughs> Oh yep. Remember you were so worried that they were gonna be like, Alright, all we need is Tevin's signature and you were like, Oh no. There is no well, Tevin.
0: When when the guy did deliver it, he was like, Name? <laughs> and I was like, uh oh, Tevin.
1: To Te- oh which what, what Tevin, my name's like, Tevin. I forgot.
0: I forgot which one it was that I used. Yes, this is Tevin. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, I need a driver's license, Tevin.
1: (laughs) Social security card, birth certificate (laughs) for this Xbox 360 that I don't care about. You need to take a blood sample, Tevin. This is going right back to the king if you you fail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Matthew asks to be excused, saying he's not hungry. And Mom and Dad look concerned as slow, sad piano music plays. And Dad gives him permission to go. The saddest piano music. mm hmm really gets my emotions, you know? I feel bad for Matt. I mean, yeah, it must suck to suck.
1: Mm, I wouldn't know. I know. I'm I not, a, great not a slow-moving baseball. zombie yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> this is the music that I would play if I was trying to do a zombie. <laughs>
0: While you're running. Oh, slow music. Up in his room, Matt puts on his hat and glove and lays on his bed. There's a knock at the door, and it's Dad. Dad tells Matt that he's proud of him for trying. Uh-huh. And Matt is like, yeah, right. Dad can sense that this ain't working, and he stands up to go. He lets Matt know that Mom has rented a video, and they should all watch it. Nice. Matt says, nah. So Dad goes to leave. But before he does, he turns and says, Matt, there's a thousand things you are good at. Baseball's not the most important thing in the world. That's a really weird thing to say. It's fucking ouch, man. (laughs) For a kid who clearly loves baseball this much. Yeah being like, you know what?
1: You he's suck got, at this. Look, <laughs> Do I don't know if it's else. shown in the scene or not, but he's got a giant bean ball, like a beanbag baseball. Like he loves baseball.
0: He collects baseball cards. He plays on the baseball team sort of sometimes. Yeah,
1: accidentally. This is a baseball guy. Yeah, and dad's just like, "You're good at stuff. It's not baseball, but like that's okay. <laughs> but this ain't for you, homie. Just uh <laughs> I don't know. Get connects." Oh, yeah, right. He could be a master connector. He could have, like, roller coasters and stuff going throughout his room. you would be like, fuck baseball.
0: Connection he doesn't have man. any room for fucking roller coasters. Carlsville oh takes God. up all the room. <laughs>
1: that's, that's true.
0: <laughs> Dad leaves the room, and Matt throws the ball up into the air. And it doesn't come back down. Instead, it gets slurped into the model town. Yeah, it does. Instead of freaking the fuck out like a normal person would, Matthew reacts like he's just annoyed that he has to get up out of his bed when he's nice and comfortable.
1: I relate to that, yeah.
0: <laughs> a, vo- a voice from nowhere says, and now up to Matthew Erickson. Matt gets up and looks in the model town. He can hear cheering, but there's nobody there. And that's the episode. He's <laughs> so cheering, showing, but nobody's there. They couldn't afford the models or the actors. Couldn't afford anything. They could afford He Carl. does notice a sign next to the baseball diamond that says, Carlsville League. It's a whole new ball game. He takes a closer look at the field and notices the minuscule little baseball that he had bouncing. He goes to grab it, and when he does, he gets blue skadooed into the model town.
1: There we go. Alright.
0: He comes to on the model baseball diamond, and the lights all come on. A man comes up behind Matthew and says you ready to play ball? It's Carl, dressed up like a coach. Matthew's like me? And Carl says. You're dressed for it? Matt responds, But I was just standing in my room, looking at this miniature field. Carl tells him, That's why they call it Little League." Good one, Carl. Bazinga. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Carl asks Matt if he's going to play for the team or not. Matt doesn't even know where he is, so Carl tells him, It's Carlsville, home of the Carlsville Crunchers. Tonight's the big game. Everyone's come out to watch. And we get a shot of the stands, which are all completely empty. Yeah. Yeah. Carl tells Matt, believe me, they're here. Yeah. And we start to hear cheering from nowhere.
1: Yeah, because Matt's like, uh, I don't see anybody. Because we don't see anybody. Because nobody's yeah. there. Because Carl's a liar. <laughs> he is. He's like, uh, j- j- just trust me. We we have a budget. He's got this accent here in this uh, this episode. Did he have this accent in the last one? Because I don't think he is. I don't think so. Or if he did, right. it, it, I didn't notice it as much. Well, I'm offended. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carl says, all right, you're up to bat. And Matt
1: is like, I'm starting? Carl tells him, of course, you're the star. You're the franchise, baby. Man, he is just chomping this gum during this entire scene, too. I love it. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think Carl is better in this part than in the first one. Carl puts overtime in this episode. Mostly because he's, he's, he's basically like the, the episode, yeah. He is... The coach, he's the announcer, he's everything. It's great.
0: Matt is still very confused, and he says he doesn't even have a glove. Carl tells him in Carlsville, it's a whole new ball game and he don't need no glove. And from nowhere, Carl summons a bat and helmet and hands it over to Matt. Wait. The camera pans over to the stands again, and there's still nobody to be seen, but we hear chatter and laughing and clapping. In his booth, we see the announcer for the game, who is also Carl. Love it. Saying It's game time, but he says, first, our national anthem. Oh my God. On the field, we see a man in a purple sequin suit and Elvis hair, who is also Carl, (laughs) start singing (laughs) Carlsville, Carlsville, though you may be small, we especially love you, Carl.
1: (laughs) It's a beautiful song.
0: Yeah. So they have a national anthem. So Carlsville is a country. Mm. It is a sovereign nation. Yeah. Coach Carl tells Matt that it's time to play and reminds him the object of the game is to get home. Matt says, I know how to play. Carl tells Mm. him, we'll see. And disappears. From behind Matt, an umpire appears who is also Carl.
1: And he says,
0: play ball. Matt asks where the other players are. Coach Carl pops back into existence.
1: Yeah, okay, I was going to ask you go. about this. Because, like, he's the umpire right there, and then mm-hmm. Matt's all like, well, what the hell? And then, like, we look over at nothing for a second, and then Carl literally pops into frame. And I wasn't sure if that was a mistake, or if that was, like, indicating that he's teleporting from being the umpire to over to the coach. I didn't really get it.
0: No, he, he definitely pops in and out of existence, because we see him appear okay. quite a few times, but... It's odd in this particular scene, because it shows him as Coach Carl, and then shows Matt, and the umpire is still there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't know what's up with that.
1: I like to just imagine that he's teleporting in full clothing, switching it up to every spot. Right? I don't know. You know what? Guess what? doesn't fucking matter.
0: It's great. No, it doesn't matter. But... I want to know why why he's
1: disappearing if he's just everywhere all at once. I wonder how much energy he used. Maybe that's why he's eating so much in this episode. Maybe. He's got to keep up, got the, to carve up the teleportation energy.
0: Carl tells Matt, don't worry about it. Just worry about yourself. Suddenly, an alarm starts blaring and a giant black bunker ascends from the ground on the pitcher's diamond. In the center of it is a big intimidating looking pitching machine. Matthew is shaking with fear and the machine launches a ball. Which, of course, sails right past him. Hmm, And then it does it again. Strike two. Then another ball launches. It flies at him in slow motion and stops right in front of him.
1: Matt says, I can hit that. I I love it. (laughs) It takes his time to very slowly hit it. I love this. So this ball flies at him and then it just kind of stops in slow motion, like backs up a little bit. And he looks at it. He goes, I can hit that. (laughs) And then he hits it It's like, I loved it It was my second favorite part after But I'm the star
0: (laughs) The baseball has to literally stop in front of him Before he's like, even I can hit that Yeah The ball flies a little bit past third base And Matt starts trotting at a leisurely pace towards first When he gets close to the base though It starts moving farther away from him Mm -hmm. He stops Then continues chasing it, but now the base is levitating and flying away. And it doesn't look great. The announcer looks bored as he describes the action, even though we're like 30 seconds into the game at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Matt decides to pull some reverse psychology on the base and pretends to walk away uninterested. The base, craving attention, starts following him, and that's (laughs) when he strikes, tackling (laughs) it to the ground. Love it. The announcer grabs a big hot dog and says, Only three more to go. Matt looks around the field and says, What kind of game is this? Coach Carl pops into existence next to him and tells him, It's the game of your life, kid. Matt finally clues in and says, You're trying to hurt me! And Carl goes, Pfft, quit whining. No wonder you never get to play. Damn, roasted. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) He picks Matt up and reminds him, All you gotta do is get home. Matt starts inching his way over to steal second base. But iron straps appear from under him and pin his feet to the floor. At the Weird. same time, a whole team of cardboard cutouts of Matt pop up along the baseline. The pitching machine swivels to aim at Matt and the fake mats. Mm-hmm. A man who is also Carl, but is dressed like a carney appears and says, Step right up, bean the boy, and win a prize. The machine starts chucking balls and knocking down the cardboard mats. Yeah. It sends ball after ball toward Matt, but he manages to somehow avoid them. It keeps cutting to the announcer in the stand,
1: and he's eating a different food every time. Love it. Yeah, he's got pizza one time. He's got popcorn next. He's eating chips later. It's so funny. What is he doing? (laughs) I don't know. He's just got a fridge up there and he's just
0: (laughs) He's got a stocked pantry. Matt manages to wriggle himself free from the straps and dives to the ground, avoiding the machine gun fire of baseballs. Then, suddenly, the baseball turret disappears in a puff of smoke. Coach Carl tells Matt to get off the bag because he's almost home. Matt says he's not moving because the base is the only safe place around here. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know where he got that from.
1: Look, the first thing that happened to him was that the base flew away from him. Like, that's not danger in Mm -hmm. any way. Like, he just had to outsmart the inanimate object. And then, like, this one where the thing is, like, shooting balls at him. Like, yeah, that sucks, but it's not the worst thing that could ever happen. I don't know, being chained up, uh, it's not, I don't know, whatever, he's safe.
0: No, and it, he didn't not get hit because he was on the base, like, that thing was aiming for him. Yeah. Whatever, it does not matter.
1: Oh uh, yeah, it doesn't fucking really matter.
0: Coach Carl says, you're wrong, and then the base shrinks until it disappears. Matt, stranded in the middle of nowhere now, starts making his way toward the
1: next base, emboldened by the invisible crowd chanting, Matthew! Yeah. Matthew! I love that it goes over to the bleachers and clearly somebody is there like shaking them up and down. But there's nobody yeah. on them. I really wish they would have had people on them. Just anyone.
0: The same people from the real life baseball game the, just the
1: cast and crew. put
0: them in <laughs> clothes. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh well. After Matt takes a couple of steps, the entire goddamn floor opens up to a pit of lava... With just a thin strip of ground above to walk on. Yeah, it doesn't look great. No, this effect is not very good. And you know this is where the
1: budget went. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a lava... I don't even know. How, he could, how would you describe look, it? It's like a lava chasm. Like it, There's a thin like balance beam strip that he has to walk along, and then there's lava on both sides. He could just walk around it, but he doesn't. He does could. definitely. He, he walks in the middle of it.
0: He walks slowly, as he makes his way across, carefully balancing until he dives at the end into the next base. Carl's face appears on the base and says, you're safe, for now. (laughs) Matt stands up and finds Coach Carl there, and he asks, why won't you just let me go home? And Carl tells him, hey, it's only 90 feet away. Matt asks, what kind of baseball game is this with only one player? Carl tells him an entertaining one. Sure, the crowd loves it. But Carl is nothing if not a good sport, and he tells Matt, "You want some other players?" He wiggles his hands, and a couple of monsters appear, dressed in baseball gear. These monsters. Yes. What do you think about them? Eh, they're all right. They remind me of like the Gamorian guards from Star Wars, like the pig ones in Jabba's palace.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I, I immediately thought the Bird and Beast from Are You Afraid of the Dark from Season 6.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not bad. It's not quite as good as the Piggy, though. No, they're not horrible, but also they're very forgettable. They mm-hmm. don't really play much of a role. They don't really do much, yeah. Spoilers for the next three minutes.
0: <laughs> Feels like so much longer, though.
1: Hey there everybody, Corlin here, your good buddy and your favorite little leaguer. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got, we're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. You can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. We post content every week, ranging from early release episodes, bonus episodes, or behind the scenes videos. There's a bunch of tiers starting as low as $1 a month, so take a look and become a patron today. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Tristan, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goths, Stephen, Shane, Mr. Normal, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, Angela, and Christy, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at PRVT Island and on Instagram at Up Night Podcast. We post lots of content from handmade gifts, memes, and videos to games every Monday. We do watch parties on Instagram at around 7.30pm Eastern on Wednesdays, so come out and hang out with us. For a link to our socials, the Facebook group, Discord server, and so much more, check out our episode description. You can always connect with me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. I play a bunch of different games there, I've been speedrunning some Resident Evil, playing some World of Warcraft, it's always a great time, so check it out and hang out with me. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this themed dating Start" from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for checking us out today, you guys. I always appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, and we will talk with you next week. Bye! That
0: goes to steal Home, but two of the monsters start throwing the ball back and forth to stop him. Meanwhile, the announcer is eating from a 10-pound bag of Carl's crunchy peanuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just, he, they're like shelled peanuts and he's just stuffing them into his mouth. Yeah, it's great. You're not supposed to do that, right? You're supposed to crack them and stuff, right? you are I,
0: I think that's how you're supposed to eat them, yeah, crack them. But I also don't think it'll kill you if you don't.
1: I don't know, I think it will. <laughs> Rest in peace, Carl. <laughs>
0: Oh, now there's only 20 more Carl's. <laughs> this goes on for a long time, Matt running back and forth, until after a few minutes, he's in a pickle. One of the monster, yeah, I like that. He, the The announcer says he's in a pickle, and then he's like,
1: "Ooh, pickles!" He grabs Ooh, pickles. one and eats one. That's my favorite. Yeah.
0: After a few minutes, one of the monsters throws, falls short, and the ball lands near Matt's feet, but it immediately levitates towards his face. And then we yeah. see the balls stitching open up, revealing a mouthful of razor-sharp teeth.
1: Yeah, very reminiscent of the potato at the end of It Came From Beneath the Sink. Yes, you're right. There's also a Stephen King short story, novel, made into a TV movie called, like, fuck, what was that one called? You know what I'm talking about? The one where they're in a plane and then, like... Langoliers? Yeah, it's the Langoliers. Yeah. I An know awful what you... movie, that is. <laughs> Just straight up awful. I was uh, streaming Twitch the other day, and somebody who came in and they're like, "Hey," and this is completely unreal, kind of, but they're like, "Hey, I've never seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Do you think I should watch it?" And I was like, "Yeah, for sure." If you would have came in and said, "Hey, I've never seen the Langoliers. Do you think I should watch it?" I would be like, "Absolutely not. Do not watch that movie. Terrible." Yeah, sure. Like if you want, if you're in that mood of like self loathing self-loathing, and you want to harm yourself, then yeah, watch Langoliers.
0: I'd watch a little clip of it on YouTube because the special effects in that movie are awful, and it's funny. So
1: bad. And then there's this part where this little girl's blind and stuff, and she's like, it's that sound of the Langoliers. They sound like Rice Krispie Treats or something. And I'm just like, huh? What is this in the movie for? No. No, 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 Stephen King. What a heck. (laughs) Oh, my God. Speaking of that, again, actually, I just had a dream. I think it was last night. Where Stephen King just made like a new book because I saw it on Twitter and I had a dream that I bought it.
0: Weird. Is it the the fairy tale one? It was literally, yeah, it was the fairy tale one because I pre ordered that
1: on Audible. Have you, isn't it out? Have you started reading it yet?
0: I haven't started reading it because I'm reading Heat 2 on Audible. Heat 2? They made a sequel to Heat. What's Heat? The bank heist movie with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Oh, okay, all right. From, like, 1995. They made a sequel to it, but it's a book.
1: That's very weird, but okay. It's
0: written by the director of the movie, so it's well, official.
1: You're, you're still reading it, so it must be good, right? It's all right. Okay. Not bad. Right. Well, you have to let me know how Fairy Tale is, because my subconscious wants it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he yearns for it. Apparently. I don't know if this is just a marketing ploy by Stephen King or what, just getting into people's dreams, but... <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, this podcast is sponsored by Fairy Tale from Stephen King.
0: <laughs> oh man, maximum overdrive! Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. weirdly
1: Smith, <laughs> <laughs> so bad at crying. Uh, she's the happiest woman in the world. Okay, she doesn't know how to cry. I guess
0: that's true. If you don't, if you don't practice. You won't be very good at it. The baseball bites at Matt's heels and around his face. And the announcer says, he has no choice. He's going to have to slide. Okay. So Matt dives toward the home base, touching it. And immediately he gets transported back to his room.
1: While Carl yells, no. Yeah, I got questions about Carl later. He gets transported to his room. He's got all of his same clothes on. He, by mm-hmm. the way, had his shoes on the bed earlier, and his dad didn't yell at him. He's got his shoes on his bed again. Behind him is a poster of an orca doing a backflip out of the water. It's perfection.
0: For some reason, the demonic baseball follows him out of the model, buzzing around his head and growling. Yeah, that part's weird. Matt swipes at it
1: like an annoying mosquito, and the ball just goes away.
0: sleeps back to the model.
1: Yeah, it just... Disappears into the model. So he never got his baseball back. Like Carl literally just stole that baseball that he was playing with, uh, you know, 15 minutes ago.
0: Yeah, he escaped with his life, but like he he is one ball short. Damn. Matthew decides to just lay down in his bed and go to sleep. (laughs) After this completely terrifying, life-changing situation, he's going to go to bed right next to the model town that sucked him in. Just moments before. And
1: threw a demonic ball at him. Yeah. That came into his real world, attempted to murder him, perhaps, with a Langolier. And, yeah. Um, he doesn't know the rules. It could just suck him in again. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. Time to go to bed. He's sleepy.
0: <laughs> he needs his beauty rest. <laughs> Matt's woken up later by a knock at the door. It's Mom announcing that Jessica Walters has come by to
1: see him. Honey. God. <laughs> <laughs> This episode doesn't have that. It doesn't no, have that. It really music. misses that. They they were like, this is Jessica Walter's I song. wanna
0: make some money. <laughs>
1: Give me some cash.
0: I want some of that. <laughs> Mom tells him to have fun and walks away. Matt says, What? And Jessica tells him that she came by to talk about the baseball card she bought last episode. Then she notices the giant model towns, just now, suddenly, somehow, and gasps, asking what it's doing here. Yeah. Matt says, so that wasn't a dream? You got sucked in, too? Which is quite a thing to pull from a gasp, but but, whatever. She says, yeah. So Matt says that they gotta destroy it. His dad has tools in the garage, and they can smash it. They leave the room, passing Matt's brother, Todd. Todd is flipping through a rather large stack of mail, until he so sees bills. one that says, "Todd Erickson, you are the grand prize winner." It says at the bottom to send the letter to Carlsville to claim your prize.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I notice on the letter, yeah, they live in Tyndallville, USA. Oh, classic Tyndallville, yeah, yeah, I know where that is. Tyndallville. Todd says, "Where's Carlsville?" Then he hears music. It's coming from the model town. Todd investigates and get a look up close at the town. He drops the sweepstakes letter, which shrinks, and lands in tiny little model Carl's hands. Carl says, Special delivery! We have a winner! then Todd moves Gadoos into Carlsville.
1: Oh, shit.
0: To be continued.
1: Wait, hold on. When it says to be continued... We get a close-up of the Carlsville population sign, and it goes from 100 to 101. Well, where were all those people at the <laughs> baseball game? Yeah, the only entertainment in town. Um, but did it switch to 101 when Jessica was there and then back? I don't okay. think it so. Been. I don't, it don't remember seeing that, that before. <laughs> it would have been fun. It would have been. But they don't do
0: that. No. Nah.
1: No, nah, it's fucking done with the <laughs> episode. Boom. So, yeah,
0: Cortland, uh that's the end of part two it's a it's a neat
1: little a little episode yeah i'm not gonna say i didn't enjoy it it went by so quickly though i'm not sure like even right now we're not even that far along in our recording we were much, no, usually by the much time you're done
0: editing it it's gonna be half an hour
1: we gotta just sit here and talk to increase
0: the there's nothing of time. to
1: say he goes <laughs> in the baseball plays the baseball and leaves It's just, like, it's weird because this episode isn't any shorter than any other episode, but, like, we just had less to talk about with it. And I think it's because there's just a lot of wasted time, maybe. Like, we could zip through, like, the pickle part where it took, like, three minutes for him to be like, should I go to the base? Should I not go to the base? There's two monsters. But it's just kind of, (laughs) like, not worth talking about. (laughs) I like it, though. Like, I I, I like the episode. It's just, it's definitely a step down from part one, but it does leave me very excited for part two. I'm sorry, for part three. Mm-hmm. I'm confused here. Strike three, I'm what now? Anyway. I'm excited for part three. I'm excited for the conclusion of this this chillology. I'm enjoying it a lot so far. I think it was very well done, very captivating.
0: Yeah. This this is how you do a two-parter or a three-parter or whatever. Which, you know, I guess it, it does make some sense because this was written to specifically be a three-part television event. Whereas the other ones were books that they just randomly decided, you know, this can be. Yeah, this can be two parts. Why they're not?
1: sitting on the the director's board, like, hmm, what book to do next? Chicken, chicken? No. Why well, I'm afraid of bees? Nah. My Harriest Adventure for sure. <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good good setup. I like it. Me too. But uh, yeah, this is kind of a thin episode, and it really rests entirely on Carl's performance as all of the different Carl's.
1: Which he did amazing at. Like, no yeah, complaints at he's all. he's very good. I even think Matt is good. Like, I like the emotions that we get from Matt. Like, we're sad with him and while we see him suck at baseball. Um, I'm concerned for him to get out of Carlsville, just like I was with Jessica. So, like, really good cast of characters. And I want to know what happens next, Brandon. Why can't it be next week?
0: Well, it's only a week. They go by so quickly. Well, let's, let's speak about the cast, which... Well. Some it's them, yeah. it's very thin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure last episode I didn't talk about Todd because I said I would talk about him more this episode.
1: Yeah. And I but, might as well
0: because there's no one else to talk about.
1: Well, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it seems like Todd will be like the main focus for the next episode. Yeah.
0: Well, next episode, we'll we'll talk about no one then. Okay,
1: that's fair. Let's so I'm going to talk
0: about two people. I'm going to talk about Todd, who's played by Neil Dennis. And Todd has been in a few things. Got 37 credits on IMDb. He was in one episode of University Hospital in 1995. That's his first role. He was in an episode of The X-Files as Catcher in the Home episode. I'm sure somebody is like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, All three parts of the chillology of Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. He played Leo.
1: Uh, I don't remember that movie very much.
0: He was Spike in X-Men Evolution. Do you remember that cartoon?
1: I do. I remember his character, I think, could throw the spikes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I thought that, okay, so I didn't watch a lot of X-Men Evolution, but I thought that the animation style of it was really great, and um, I think it was really, I think it was pretty good.
0: I liked it a lot. His final role, or final so far, is a TV movie called Beyond Loch Ness in 2008, where he played Chad.
1: The classic role. Um, I need you to just look at the Beyond Loch Ness <laughs> See the monster in it um, Looks pretty awesome look Very practical Kay. Clicking Beyond Loch Ness uh, I
0: don't know about that uh, Maybe
1: It's pretty interesting looking I'm
0: going to click this image Oh boy That's... This
1: looks like a uh, sci-fi original
0: movie It does Okay Next I'm going to talk about The Umpire from the very oh, okay. beginning of this episode. Yeah, let's do it. Who's played by Robert K. Spragus. And Robert has 33 credits on IMDb, but his most recent one from this year. Four episodes of a TV documentary called Never Seen Again.
1: He was also in Home for a Royal Heart earlier this year, too.
0: Yeah, so this guy's still working. Nice. His first role was in 1990, a TV series called Counter-Strike, where he played
1: Somebody <laughs> doesn't say. He, uh, it doesn't say but as Bob progress. I don't know who it is. He was in a lot of them, though. I don't know. It seems like it'd be a main character, but. But know, the... he's
0: also, Cortland, credited hmm. for 36 episodes of Goosebumps.
1: Interesting. What but without names. Do? He is. He is a. Uh, he's a working man. Editor.
0: Oh, I'm looking at his editor cre- credits. That's
1: Oh, why. oh, okay okay, OK. OK,
0: cancel this whole thing. <laughs>
1: Not nah, we're keeping it. <laughs> Damn it.
0: Okay. Well, as an actor, he was in Chillology Part Two, <laughs> yeah. and then in last year, six episodes of Disasters at Sea, where he was the narrator.
1: Cool. So he's definitely uh, he's definitely a worker. He has, he's also directed one episode of Animorphs. So whoa, awesome sick. job. Radical. All
0: right, that's enough of the cast. Cortland. Yeah. What
1: is the moral of the story? What is it trying to tell us? It's trying to tell me. That there is only one star per team on baseball. Yes, each team has an assigned
0: star. Yep.
1: They're the ones that win games. You get trotted out when
0: it's two on, two out, bottom of the ninth. (laughs) Yeah. How about if you're going to be a baseball coach, be a coach. Teach your kids.
1: Don't just yell at them and keep them on the bench. Yeah. The real moral I got out of it, though, baseball games are for eating food. Just eat everything when you're at a baseball game. I do. That's I well, do when I'm at a baseball game. It wasn't
0: baseball, Cortland, but I joined a soccer team specifically because I heard they got Little Debbies at halftime.
1: <gasps> yeah, I remember that. I me about that. Like, as the snacks at soccer were far and above any other snacks. Kool-Aid and Little Debbies, yes. Do you remember that one time we went to a baseball game together? That was awesome. Yeah, I do, actually. That was so cool. That was cool. It was my bachelor party. <laughs> bachelor party was at a baseball game. I got super drunk. <laughs> I remember. Oh, man. They probably still haven't cleaned the beer off of that loon's jacket yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: alternate titles for Chillology Part 2, Strike 3, You're Doomed. What could possibly be better?
1: Uh, I mean, it's perfect. I mean it's not, but like I love it. <laughs> it's very R. L. Stein heavy in my my eyes. I think they probably shouldn't have done like the strike three part of it. Like it just reminds me of TikTok You're Doom. Is that another is that one of the choose your own adventure stories? Probably. No, I think it's TikTok You're Dead, actually.
0: But, That's why um, you confused it.
1: I know. It's very confusing. Um uh, Something about sucking at baseball. Like
0: Oh, the day I sucked at baseball or why? Why do I suck at baseball?
1: What's a baseball term? Uh, chillology part two. Uh, you're out. No, that's, that's dumb. That's that's just nothing. How about chillology part two? Charles in charge. Oh no, it's Carl. Carl's in charge
0: <laughs> of our town and our lives
1: and our baseball diamond. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? I think even though it's a terrible name. You can't improve on it. It's nah, the best.
1: It's a pun. It's good stuff.
0: Well, that's it. That's it for chillology part two. Strike three. You're doomed.
1: God, you just love saying that. I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it more every time I say it. You struggle with it at first,
1: but now you're a perfection at it.
0: Yeah, now it's I'm tough. like challenging. So next, Cortland, it's not as exciting a uh, a title, but we have an episode called. Chillology Part Three Escape from
1: Carlsville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's pretty self explanatory. Like, what's going to happen is Todd gets sucked into Carlsville and they have some shenanigans. And then Jessica and Matthew are going to be like, fuck, where's Todd? And they're going to be like, oh shit, the mail's on the floor. He got sucked into Carlsville. We got to go in after him. And then yeah. at the end, they I mean, destroy everything because that's probably how it should go. um I'm expecting a twist ending, though. You know, I'm not going to lie. I-, I feel like. Carl is such a tour de force that they're not just going to, like, kill him. Um, I do have a question, though, Brandon. Like, that's what I think about it. But I want to talk about Carl for a second here. Now, Carl has been exploiting these children's as weaknesses, right? Like, with Jessica, it was about money. And he was like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. For Mm -hmm. Matthew, it's like he's obsessed with baseball. I'm going to teach you a lesson. For Todd, like, we got that little glimmer of, like, oh, he's addicted to Gambling or whatever you to say addicted to scratch offs, and I'm assuming they're gonna try and like you know make him not addicted to scratch offs. So like, is Carl really the villain, or is he just helping these kids out?
0: Well, I don't think Matt liking baseball is a problem that needs to be fixed. <laughs>
1: true, he just, true, he
0: just needs some solid coaching and some support. <laughs>
1: that's, that's a good. That's a good point. <laughs> He's not quite as obsessed with it as Jessica is with money. Yeah, like Jessica's got a problem. But at the end of this episode, you could see her being like, hey, I'm an asshole. Here's your baseball cards back. Or at least that's what she was attempting to do until Carlsville got into her scope of vision. And she was like,
0: (gasps) yeah, if Matthew's like, "Uh, I was an asshole. I tried to play baseball and have fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not really the same message.
1: No, I guess you're right. But with Todd, like, he has a very clear addiction problem. Yeah, he's got a problem. Carl is going to fix, hopefully, next episode. I'm interested to see how he's going to spin Look, that. Look, Carl's time. not perfect, okay? He tries. He's, he's just here for the kids, you know? But I don't know how you're going to, like, with Jessica putting her in that situation, like, it's kind of like a um, a Christmas story. Like, oh, you're the Scrooge. Let's fix this shit. That's fine. With, with Matthew, like, he kind of gave him, like, you know, hey, you have to win this baseball game or else you're going to die kind of thing. I don't know how he's going to clear up uh, Todd's scratch-off addiction. (laughs) I'm interested to see where this next part's going to go and how he's going to fix Todd. I'm probably just overthinking this, by the way. (laughs) I'm sure you are. Very Uh, certain. I'm interested to see how he's going to tie in scratching things off into how he's going to torture this child.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He will find a way, I guarantee you.
1: Can't wait to see it.
0: Him and the other townspeople.
1: Uh, yeah, hopefully. I heard um, a little bit of like a, a parade or something starting. So, looking forward to seeing a blank street with maybe a like a shit. What are those things called that they have to, uh, the Saint Macy's Day's parade? Not blimps. Floats. Yeah, there's just gonna be like a, a spread of the of the street. There's gonna be a blank float, and it's gonna be shaking, and there's gonna be whoo. There's people here. <laughs> I promise, <please!" laughs> This town is hopping. I swear. <laughs> No, I'm looking forward to part three. I can't wait. I'm I'm genuinely this is the first time I've ever been excited for like a two to three to what was are you a six parter. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's next week. Well uh I'll talk to you next week to talk
1: about Chillology Part Three, Escape from Carlsville. All right. Hey, do you want to make a guess on how long the next episode's gonna be? <laughs> I vote 35 minutes. <laughs>
0: Stop trying to pad out this episode, Coral. I'm sorry.
1: I can't. It's wait. over an hour long already. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. With editing, it'll be like 50 <laughs> minutes tops.
0: <laughs> okay, I've been up all night. All right. I will talk to you next week.
1: Okay, sounds good. Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Run the star.